Hello, my friends. Welcome to 40 Days to PMP Exam Success. It's day 20. In day 20, we're going to take a look at a task that is all about schedule. It's called Plan and Manage Schedule. Now, when you get this language, you've got to understand what schedule management is all about first. So let's dive into schedule management at a high level. The first thing you do is you plan how are we going to manage the schedule? How are we going to develop the schedule? And we call that plan schedule management where we develop the schedule management plan. When we've got a plan of action for how to attack scheduling, we then define the activities. We create a list of activities that further builds insight into what the project is all about. Remember, we've got our WBS, so we're going to take our WBS. We're going to break down the work packages in the WBS even further into a list of tasks. And then we're also going to create these attributes. We call them activity attributes. Think about it like activity metadata. So we get our activity list, activity attributes, and our milestone list. And then we sequence the activities. We put them in the logical order of occurrence. And from that, we get our project schedule network diagrams. We build on that further with understanding of how long each activity will take. Now, you've got to understand that these activity duration estimates are all compiled with insight from risk, resources, and many more. So in order to understand how long each activity will take, there needs to be a number of assumptions made, and there also needs to be a number of inputs from resources, from risk, and other areas. At the end of the day, we get duration estimates and a BOE, a basis of estimate. We then put all of this information together, and then we have our project schedule. We have our schedule baseline, schedule data, and a project calendar, to mention a few. We take all of this, and it creates that schedule for us. We compile all the information, and then we have our schedule. And the final thing we do is we control the schedule. We ensure that we are preventing delays, thinking ahead, monitoring progress, and we also derive schedule forecasts that tell us if we are on point, schedule-wise or not. Now, there's a lot more that goes into this, and I would really like to break it down by going into a free application called Project Libre. It's just like MS Project. We're going to create a new project here. We're going to call this example. We're going to hit OK. Again, this is free. You can find this on the Project Libre site. So let's put in a few tasks. So the very first thing you do in schedule management is you decide how we're going to develop the schedule. What software? Now we've decided we come into the tool or whatever we're going to do, and we begin breaking down the work. So assuming we wanted to work on a project to get certified, we could say study initiating. That's the very first task. So what we're doing here is called define activities. We could say study planning, study executing, study monitoring and controlling. I'll just say MC and study closing. And I would also say study agile and study hybrid, for example. What we're doing here is just defining the activities. We could also say take exam and we could say pass exam okay now all of these are activities except the last one it's a milestone okay milestones have zero duration 
Now that we've got our list of activities, the next thing we're going to do is sequence them. So to sequence them, we reveal the predecessor column. And here we're going to put predecessors of each of these. So the predecessor of 2 could be 1. So we'll type in a 1. And you can see it's now got a finish to start relationship. The predecessor of 3 is 2. And the predecessor of 4 is 3. And so on and so forth. And we could keep going on and on just for simplicity purposes. Okay. Now assuming we wanted a relationship that's a start-to-start -start relationship between hybrid and agile. If we wanted to do those with a start-to-start -start relationship, we could just put a 6SS and there we've got a start-to-start -start relationship. We're not even talking about durations yet. We're just talking about how these things are linked together. Taking the exam, we could say this is a 7 because we need to do that before the exam. And we are going to uh, put here this is going to be a finish to start. And the final one is a milestone, and that is going to be uh, 8. And that is sequence activities, putting in all this predecessor information. The next thing we're going to do, based on our, our awareness of resources, assuming we had all the resources and stuff, we could have resources assigned to all of these, but we won't go into that today. Next thing we're going to do is put in some durations. To study initiating could take a day, planning could take two days, executing could take two days, monitoring and controlling could take a day, closing could take a day, studying agile two days, studying hybrid one day, and of course we have the exam which we would say is a day and the milestone is zero. And that is a very high level way of how we define the activities, sequence the activities, estimate activity durations, and guess what? Now we have our schedule. That's our schedule. So if we were starting working on the 22nd of August, 2022, we could study, as you can see, over this span of time. And that is an example, my friends, of how you build a schedule. It's all of these bits and pieces that we are going to talk about today. Okay, so let's jump into the study. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. And we're going to get on the road, as we always do. And we are going to talk schedule management. Remember, this is day 20, so I want to applaud you. Those of you who have been following, this is halfway. You get done with today, you are halfway there. So very well done. Hey folks, how you doing? It's your buddy Phil here. Welcome to 40 Days to PMP Exam Success. I hope you're well. Today we've got a very important one which every project manager should know about because it has to do with the schedule. And it's simply called Plan and Manage Schedule. To plan and manage schedule, you've got six things the PMI gives you in the sixth edition that you should be aware of. And it's Plan, Schedule Management, Define activities, create a list of activities. That's really what they're saying when they say define activities. And then we have sequence activities. Sequence activities means put the activities in the logical order of occurrence. All those dependencies, make sure it's baked in. And then estimate activity durations. Based on the sequence, what is the duration going to be? as far as how long 
these things will actually take. So we estimate the activity duration and then you got your schedule. It's that simple. Develop schedule is where you get your schedule. We also have a schedule baseline that's an output. And after you've got your schedule, the next thing you do is you control the schedule. You ensure that the schedule stays on track. Ensure that people working on the project are aware of when their activities are coming up so that they can hit them the right time. So the task plan and manage schedule, which we are reviewing here on day 20, has a number of sub-bullets, these enablers we call them. So we have estimate project tasks, milestones, dependencies, and story points. Utilize benchmarks and historical data, which makes sense. Because if you are estimating just based on what you feel versus what is and what has been, you're doing it wrong. And then we have prepare the schedule based on the methodology. So whether you are using an agile approach or a predictive approach, you got to have some sort of plan. You know, in the world of Agile, we use a product roadmap to guide us on the high-level planning. And then we have release plans for lower level. And under that, we have iteration plans. And under the iteration plans, each team member, they decide how long it's going to take them and if it can indeed be done based on their capacity for that particular sprint. And then we have measure ongoing progress based on methodology. And that is pretty much controlling the schedule, where you're checking to make sure, based on how we're proceeding, are we likely to finish or not? That's really more for traditional. In the world of Agile, we already know what our time box is. You know, we already have a time box, and our issue is not how long will an activity take, it's Will the activity fit within the time box? That's what we ask ourselves in the world of Agile. Next, we have modify the schedule as needed based on methodology. So you modify your schedule in the world of traditional depending on whether you are with a tight timeline and a, a milestone that must absolutely hit or if there's flexibility, if there's flexibility, you are just as needed. But if there's a hard milestone, your question needs to be, how are we going to get this done? Are we going to crash the schedule? Are we going to fast track? Are we just going to re-baseline if we are able to? Sometimes you just got a hard date and there's even no point asking for a re-baseline. You know that that can't happen. Could be a compliance type of scenario or something else and you just know, no, there's no point asking. Other times there could be wiggle room. You proceed accordingly. Alright, and last but not least we have coordinate with other projects and other operations. Scheduling many an instance is not just based on one project, it's based on resource availability across other projects and based on availability of machines and equipment in other endeavors, other things happening on the project at the portfolio program and project level. And that's pretty much it, my friends. It's that simple, okay? In the world of Agile, a few things you should focus on are the concepts of sprint planning, your sprint backlog, your product backlog, release backlog, release 
planning, iteration planning, concept of sprints, the concept of estimating, because you know it doesn't have to do with duration. However, it does come into the discussion where this is concerned in the world of the PMI. So understand that estimating is based on complexity, size, you know, risk, and things such as that. But it does permeate into this discussion about schedule. All right, look for the questions that we have for today. Answer them, and it's going to be a great outcome, my friends. Thanks for joining me. I wish you all the very best, and I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now. All right, my friends. Well, that's it. We are back from off the road, and we are going into some fun open-ended questions. So let's take a look at the open-ended questions for today. You know that schedule is a beast. we got six processes here in the PMBOK guide. I've got a ton of stuff in the Agile practice guide, so you do have to hit those pages hard. So here's the first page of content. You can see I've got a whole lot of questions for you. So just freeze that frame, okay? Take a look at the questions I have on this first page. That's 23 questions on this first page, okay? Here's a second page. Always go back in and freeze that frame just so that you can get all the questions. There's quite a lot of them, quite a lot. And like I always say, if you have a question about the questions, you need to let me know because I'm not going to go over all the questions you can check in the PMBOK guide. Most of these you can check in the PMBOK guide easily. So I suggest you do that. But if you've got any one or two that throws you for a loop, then I want to know about those. All right. So I encourage you to go ahead and share those uh, in the chat. It's meant to be a conversation. All right. So don't hold back. Ask questions. Here's page three. You can see there's a boatload of stuff. I have so many questions on this day, and it's because schedule is a beast. Now, I don't want you to get sidetracked with the calculations for forward pass, backward pass, all that stuff. It's not to be expected on the exam. Uh, another name for ADM, you probably won't find number 10 here in the PMBOK guide. This is just another uh, network diagramming method. So we have precedence diagramming method. We have arrow diagramming method as well, which is ADM, but you won't find that. It used to be in the PMBOK guide before. Probably won't find it, but it's just good information. Remember, it's project management professional, so it's good that you know a lot of stuff even outside of the guide. All right, let's take a look at the fourth page of questions. Okay, so you got to remember this program has been on for over a decade, so there is a lot of content in the program. Okay. So there you go with the fourth page of content. Uh, when it comes to compression and, and fast tracking and all of that stuff, uh, uh, crashing, I, I would highly suggest paying close attention uh, to this stuff because um, I know a lot of questions can be written from, from, from these concepts. All right, here's the final one. I know, I know, yes. You're enjoying it. You wish there were 10 pages, but they're just five pages, just five. Hit these pages hard. Go through them. Some of them, you're just going to fly through them. And you're going to be like, I already know what that is. I know what that is. All right. Very good. Now, before we get into our multiple choice questions, I want you to remember, if you need additional help, you really need a solid place to learn. You need to go on down to hpmexam.com. When you sign up, you'll be able to get on our program. We have 
daily scrums where we hold each other accountable and we have the PMP exam immersion book. Remember, you can always go on down to the parent site, which is praiseon.com to look for all of the content we have. We have so much content from so many aspects of the exam and even beyond the exam after you get certified. Coaching, training, mentoring beyond PMP certification is also available on the Praiseon site. All right. So let's go into our final lap for the day. It's questions. An agile team estimates and averages a cycle time of three days per story, and they are 30 stories. How much time would it take to complete the project? Again, as usual, if you need more time, hit the pause button. I reveal the answer pretty quick. All right. The answer to this is not D, and it's not A. The answer is not C either. It's a simple calculation. Right, you just multiply and you get three times thirty, right? Three days per story times thirty, and the answer is B. Okay, B is the answer. Remember what cycle time is, the difference between cycle time and lead time. Cycle time is a time required to process an item. The lead time is a time from when the item actually came in to the log till when it finally got completed. So you gotta understand that dynamic. Okay, let's move on to the next one. An agile team implemented a scheduling approach to limit the team's work in progress in order to balance demand against the team's delivery throughput. They did not develop the schedule in advance for the development of the product increments, but rather pull work from a backlog or intermediate queue of work to be done immediately as resources become available. This scheduling approach is called or is known as what? What do you call that? As usual, give you some time. Think about it. All right. Let's take a look at the answers. So the best answer to this, my friends, is on-demand scheduling. Okay. So if you open up your Agile Practice Guide or your PMBOK Guide, rather, to page 177, you will find where all of these terminologies are covered. Uh, iterative scheduling, on-demand scheduling, rolling wave planning. Take a look at page 177 uh, right here on the screen. These are the definitions. And on-demand scheduling typically used in a Kanban system is based on the theory of constraints and pool-based scheduling concepts. All right, so that's the answer. Let's move on. An Agile release plan contains all of the following except. All right, so the answer to this, my friends, cannot be something that is higher level than the release plan. The release plan does contain iteration plans. So remember, it says accept. So we're looking for the accept. So it's not A, it's not D, and it's not C. Because these are all in an Agile release plan. But the roadmap is not. The roadmap is higher level than a release plan, so it cannot be in it. All right, take a look at page 216 in the PMBOK guide. Let's move on. Burn-up chart 
is typically used for what? All right. So the key thing about the burn up chart, burn up versus burn down, is it has the feel good concept. If you've read the Agile Guide, you know what I'm talking about. Burn down charts, they're a little bit miserable to look at because it shows you all that is left. Okay, so the best answer to this is not A and it's not B because this is talking about features. So it's not to do with the features. The burn up doesn't show what's remaining. It shows the points completed. All right, so you might have jumped out and chosen option, option B. Now, that's wrong because of the word features. So the best answer is D. All right. That's the best answer. Just the vanilla flavored burn up chart. It's not about features. It's about those story points. Okay. Let's move on. You are project manager for a construction project. The steering group asked you to accelerate the schedule to meet an imposed date. As agreed with the steering group, you are constructing the foundation for a building before completing all of the architectural drawings. This is an example of what? Okay, let's go ahead. Hit the pause button if you need more time. Three, two, and one. All right. Best answer to this, my friends, is not reprioritization. Okay. And it's not leads and lags. And it's not crashing. Best answer is fast tracking. When you really boil it down, what are you trying to do here? You're trying to compress the schedule. So you're doing things that should have been in sequence in parallel. Take a look at the question again. Right? It says, you are constructing the foundation before completing all of the architectural drawings, which means they are overlapped. And that is fast tracking. Let's move on to the next one. All of the following frameworks provide sufficient guidance for the collaboration of multiple Agile teams in a program or portfolio, except what? Collaboration of multiple teams in a program or portfolio. Hit the pause button for more time. All right, three, two, and one. So this is, in essence, asking you which of these is not suitable for scaling. So taking a look, the regular suspects, discipline agile, less, the one that I'm always talking about to not do, safe, right? These are all used for collaboration of multiple teams working on a product. Here, program or portfolio, you get the idea. But if you were going to say, in all fairness, it would really be more of a product or a single backlog. Yeah, you get the idea. But these are all scaling techniques. A is not. And therefore, the answer that you should have chosen is none other than option A. XP. Okay? It said multiple agile teams except... So the except in this case, my friends, is option A. All the others, if you open up the Agile Practice Guide, what you're going to find 
is less DA, Scaled Agile Framework, SOS, so on and so forth, are all scaling techniques. And with that, my friends, we have come to the end of this rather long session. And it's to be expected because, like I said, scheduling is a beast. So it took quite a long time to get it done. But hey, you are halfway. Day 20. What I would love for you to do is to like this video, go over it again to really master the content, share it with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already so you'll be notified about when the next video comes out. All right? Thank you very much, my friends. I will speak to you hopefully very soon. Be aware that these videos take a significant amount of time to prepare. So any kind of support that you can offer is always appreciated. Look for any buttons below that help you show support. And please be patient because I would hate to bring out content that is not robust enough to help you understand the task. All right. If you are looking for something quicker, always go on down to the website, praiseion.com. We have a curriculum that has a ton more than what we have on YouTube, right? So my recommendation to anyone who uh, really needs to get this done quick and maybe the information is not as rapid as you want, maybe you're looking for all the videos, you want to get uh, so many videos, you want to get all the explanations to all the tasks today, well, you probably should sign up for the immersion program, all right? hpmexam.com. Thank you very much, my friends. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.